time again for Doc Shock, your addiction lifeguard podcast. I am Dr. Jacques DeBrucker, a psychologist, licensed professional counselor, and addiction specialist. If you are suffering from addiction, misery, trauma, whatever it is, I'm here to help. If you're in search of help to try to get your life back together, join me here at Doc Shock, your addiction lifeguard, the addiction recovery podcast. to be real clear about what this podcast is intended for. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes, but not considered help. If you actually need real help and you're in need of help, please seek that out. If you're in dire need of help, you can go to your nearest emergency room or you can check into a rehab center or call a counselor like me and talk about your problems and work through them. But don't rely on a podcast to be that form of help. It's not. It's just a podcast. It's for entertainment and information only. So let's keep it in that light, all right? Have a good time, learn something, and then get the real help that you need from a professional. There's a quote by a gentleman by the name of Robert Parker who said, a thing is what it is, it's not something else. And that's a really interesting quote because if a thing is what it is and it's not something else, we have to apply pure logic and reasoning to uh, something we're looking at. And so as we experience today's world in 2021 and this monumental shift in the thinking about drugs and addiction we're we're really at a at a turning point i you know experiencing a shift in an understanding or an experience of what it's like to deal with marijuana for example i as a professional therapist i'm really kind of looking forward to the uh decriminalization of marijuana because it's unfortunately going to make my business really busy it's a it's a growth industry treating drug addicts and addiction it's unfortunate but that's kind of what's going on so we decriminalize a drug, and so now everybody who thinks that the drug is okay to use a drug, even though it's a drug, is now experiencing addiction. You know, that's what happens. There's been, the we used to call them the 420s. Now there's no reason for 420s anymore. April 20th was the day when everybody who was a pothead thought that we should protest the decriminal the criminalization of marijuana because it shouldn't be against the law. Well, that's wonderful. So then on April 20th, every year, they would start smoking pot everywhere and there'd be protests and Woody Harrelson would come to D.C. and stand and protest outside the White House for the decriminalization of marijuana. The absurdity of it is now that we've decriminalized marijuana in so many states and in Virginia, uh, it's taking effect. That's great. So now people don't think that it's necessary to think of it as a a bad thing because it's natural and it comes from the ground and what harm can it do? And of course, now we've advanced with technology and we've changed marijuana into just pure THC products. And now we've got edibles and oils and all kinds of stuff that, that can be used. And the potency of it is, you know, 
a hundred times, 500 times more powerful. We only have so many receptors in our brain for THC, so people who use marijuana in excessive amounts, they can end up in a state of psychosis. But that's okay, because it's natural. Well, so is heroin. So is cocaine. So is alcohol. And they kill, and they're addictive. But all the 420s would have you believe that marijuana is not addictive. Well, it is addictive. And it is destructive. And it always leads to other things. Almost always. Look at Colorado. It's been legalized. And um, <laughs> their, their addiction rates are through the roof with other drugs. And then we had the cartels early on making their way into Colorado to, uh, to get into the illegal side of the legalized marijuana trade. It's just disastrous. It is disastrous. The thing is what it is. If you smoke pot and you want to get high, great. Have at it. Go smoke pot and get high. That's fine. You want to do that? That's fine. But understand, just because it's not illegal doesn't mean that it's not going to cause addictive behaviors. Because it does. I treat them. I treat them all the time. I've been doing it for 17, almost 18 years now. Just like alcohol. Alcohol is great. Glass of wine, not going to hurt you. Bottle of wine, it's going to start hurting you. Bottle of wine every day, two bottles of wine, vodka and wine mixed together, then it's just vodka. And then it's vodka in the morning because you're waking up because you got the DTs. And you're shaking and you're sweating and you're crawling out of your skin until you take your first shot in the morning. Well, that's a legal drug. And guess what? Now you're an alcoholic. So the decriminalization of alcohol, or de- alcohol, the decriminalization of marijuana is not a solution to a problem. It is a problem because now we're going to have a lot of addiction going on. And it unfortunately empowers people to do things like smoke pot more in high school because, look, man, it's not illegal. It's fine. It's healthy. It's a natural thing. You know what? For the treating professionals, when we find out about the legalization of marijuana in an area, we're horrified. I, it's just, it's horrifying. And I, I it just, it's a thing. <laughs> a thing is what it is. It's not something else. It's going to cause huge problems. We just got done with legal cases as the first round to put Purdue Pharmacy out of business. Because there was a legal drug that became a tidal wave of problems. Now, I'm not equating marijuana with opiate drugs. But a drug is a drug. And addiction is addiction. And when you legalize something, you brand it as being acceptable. And, again, as a professional, I embrace that. That's great. And guess what? I'm going to be a very busy guy. And I I don't like that. I wish I was busy with something else, but that's what I'm going to be busy with because it's already started. So the thing is what it is. It's not something else. A drug is a drug and drugs can become addictive. They're, they're not, it's not something else. It's not going to become something else. It's going to become a huge problem. I was reading an article online the other day about a mother who was really upset because her son had become addicted to marijuana in Colorado. And he was taking so much of it that he was suffering from psychosis. He was violent. 
he was he was uh, acting out. He was at times psychotic. A young man in high school. And she's very much against the idea that we've legalized this drug because it is a drug. So what's the answer? I don't know. You know, CBD is a thing that can't get you high, and it's got medicinal properties to it. The difficulty is we don't know what dosages can be used for what and how effective they are, and you can buy it over the counter, but it doesn't get you high. So is there a positive to THC products? Well, there can be. But consuming edibles and smoking marijuana recreationally, it's kind of like alcohol. Is alcohol bad? No. If I drink a beer or a glass of wine, it's not bad. Smoke a joint. You want to smoke a joint? Fine. But that's not what's going to happen because it's already not happening. And those of us on the front lines of substance use disorder and treatment of substance use, we really, really have different feelings about this than politicians do. And politicians are not dealing with the consequences of addiction. They're dealing with trying to get elected and keep their jobs. And it's a very self-serving thing. And it's unfortunate because that's not helping anybody. But again, the thing is what it is. It's not something else. So the power structure that puts that in place, that puts marijuana in place and says, no, my constituents want this. This is, we should legalize it. Well, now we've got it legal. So they're going to go back and we're going to expunge everybody's criminal records to reflect that they were committed, they committed a crime. And so we're going to expunge that from their records and we're going to let that go. And we're going to release people if they're held. And that's what they're doing in Virginia. And I'm sure they're doing it in other states. I haven't looked. Perhaps I should. But decriminalization and we're opening Pandora's box. And I feel horrible about it. Alcohol tried prohibition and look what happened we ended up with the kennedys (laughs) uh didn't work we had all kinds of problems we had people dying because they were making bathtub gin and all kinds of lead poisoning and all kinds of contaminants were in this uh, alcohol that was being made at home these home brews and that was a problem and then we had all these crimes being committed uh bootleggers and people that were uh trying to avoid getting caught and then after that they learned that skill or they used that skill during that time during prohibition but it continued on uh, with uh, moonshiners at least in here in virginia and west virginia um it was big business trying to escape the uh revenue or the irs but that's a whole different story but you know that kind of thing was going on with marijuana you had people selling marijuana there's a whole huge black market for it they've been going on for a long time Other drugs were legal in the past. Cocaine was legal. Opiate drugs were legal. The opiates, the opioid drugs. We had cocaine. We had amphetamine. We had um, marijuana was legal for a long time. And uh, they were put in products. We had cocaine and Coca-Cola. Patent medicines, they were unregulated. That didn't mean just because they weren't they weren't illegal that they were okay and we decided to criminalize those things lsd was legal for a long time mdma was legal for a long time um and it was used you know we would we would have mdma used in in therapy 
and then it was criminalized. It was a drug. Now we've got another one that's on the horizon that's even a bigger problem. Kratom. 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 Ah, Kratom. You know, uh, it's not illegal. It's out there. It's a plant. And it hits the same receptors as the opioid drugs do. And it's used. And what I find is people who are recovering heroin addicts will go to go to that drug because it's legal. And it's addictive at large amounts. And so people who have become addicted and go into withdrawal are doing so because they have taken so much of it for so long that they are going to have some withdrawal. Well, that's a problem. That is a problem. And just because it's legal, it's okay. You know, I <laughs> I have addicts who tell me that it's not an addiction issue. It's the same argument they were giving about marijuana. It's harmless. doesn't do anything. It's a plant. It's natural. It's not a big deal. Why are you making a big deal about it? And it's, and it's legal. And it's a problem because they're just getting high. And that's what you're talking about is people wanting to get high, whatever drug it is, alcohol, marijuana, met, crystal meth, uh, cocaine, ecstasy, LSD. It doesn't matter. High is high. And if you want to get high, you're going to find a drug. My issue when we ignore the simple principle that a thing is what it is, it's not something else. Let's call marijuana what it is. It's a drug, and it's going to cause addiction problems. And we've got to be bracing ourselves for this onslaught that's going to happen with addiction that's going to happen in the state of Virginia and in other states where they've legalized it. That's an issue. How do we gauge if somebody is driving under the influence, or should they show up at work? Are they under the influence? If they test positive for it, does that mean they're under the influence? Uh, hard to say. THC is a fat-soluble chemical, and so it sits in the fat cells. It may not be in your bloodstream, but it's still in your brain. The brain is a very fatty tissue organ, so it's just sitting there in the brain. Are you under the influence? If you're a wake-and-bake person, and you wake-and-bake every day, large amounts, the half-life of that is hard to say because it's sitting in the fat cells, and it's getting released from the fat cells over time. So you may test positive or you may not but does that mean you're not under the influence if you test negative no but we're going to find all this stuff out and more because the thing is what it is it's not something else and when i come back i want to talk a little bit more about the circus that's about to hit town when it comes to uh another thing that's happening in the uh, world of recovery so stay tuned We'll be right back. I wanted to give some free advertising to a couple of my friends, Dave and Ashley Willis. Dave and Ashley Willis are with a group called XO Marriage. They have a book that I use all the time in my practice, and I highly suggest it for those of you uh, who practice faith and are struggling particularly with sex addiction or pornography addiction or you know you can generalize that to other addiction they have a wonderful book called the naked marriage they were so kind as to put me on their podcast and um i really did appreciate that 
but I really do believe in what they are doing. And there are a million books on recovery out there, but their book, The Naked Marriage, and it's been out for a little while now. Get a copy of it. You can still get it on Amazon or your local bookseller if there is such a thing anymore. (laughs) The Naked Marriage by Dave and Ashley Willis. Great book. Get a copy today because your marriage will improve with work and it's a great foundation for that work. So get a copy of The Naked Marriage for your marriage today. So as I said earlier, I feel like the circus is in town. You know, I'm just looking over the uh, the legalization of uh, I'm just looking over the recreational marijuana becoming legal in July, last July, and it's interesting because they say that uh, it's legal if you're 21 or older and you may possess up to one ounce for personal use, and you can smoke it in your home. Um, and they, you know, it's like legal to have, if you're over 21, you can grow it. You can grow up to four plants in a household, as long as the plants are not visible from the street and not accessible to anyone under 21 and have the tags attached with the owner's name, driver's license or ID, and a note that the marijuana plant is being grown for personal use as authorized by law. Access to anyone under the age of 21. So what are you going to do? Put it in a locked room and I, it's just kind of strange and then people who are 21 or older may share up to one ounce of marijuana with another adult provided there is no remuneration or exchange of money or anything of value okay so that's great and then they say what's not legal um you can't you you can't possess more than an ounce you can't be under the age of 21 you can't use it on school grounds or in a public school you can't use it to sell. And then they go on to say enforcement and penalties. Um, you get a fine of $25 if you have more than an ounce. If you have more than, um, how much is it? A pound. Then you can face up to 10 years and $250 in fines. And possession of more than four plants are set based on the number of plants. Anyone under the age of 21 who is found to possess marijuana may face a civil penalty of up to $25 and be required to enter a substance abuse treatment or education program. This is where I have a problem. This is where I think (laughs) they're completely ignoring what they're about to unleash onto the public or what they have unleashed onto the public. So if you're under 21 and you have any marijuana you, you're going to be required to enter a substance abuse treatment program. So if you're under 21 and you have a joint, they see that you have a substance abuse problem. If you're over the age of 21, by one day, and you possess marijuana, you don't have a substance abuse problem. Do you see the irony here? It's like, really? So you have a joint and you're 20 years old and 364 days old. And you don't have a substance abuse problem. Or no, you do have a substance abuse problem. So you got to go to substance abuse counseling treatment. The next day, you're now 21 years old. You don't have a substance abuse problem. 
I, 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 the logic, the logic is not there. I'm sorry. And I'm not arguing that you don't have a substance abuse problem. I'm arguing that they clearly understand that usage of marijuana involves a substance abuse problem. And they're saying it in the law, the way it's written, it clearly is a problem. You know, and me as a, as a doctor who is an addiction specialist, I can tell you as a, as a, as a fact that we, I am going to be inundated in the next five years with people who are severely addicted to marijuana, cannot get off of it, are going through substantial withdrawal symptoms because they cannot stop using it. And it's a problem in their lives. It's affecting their work. They're going to have probably some DWIs. They will probably have lost a job. They will probably have relationship problems. They will most certainly have money problems. And there will be issues in their families. And you know why I know that? And I can say that and state that as an absolute fact. Because my 17 and a half, almost 18, well, it's more than 17 and a half, 18 years of experience of working in the field of addiction and recovery has shown me that that is exactly what is going on now or has been going on for the 17 years with people who use marijuana. I am not saying you should stop using it because you know, there's two things. One, because I'd like to stay in business. However, I would also like to be out of business or at least the addiction business because there is no more addiction. That would be an awesome thing. But that's not going to happen. Because what's going to happen is everybody who thought about using it but didn't and has an addiction issue is now going to see it as a pass, a free pass to do whatever they want. And that is a huge problem. And it's a huge problem and it's called substance use disorder. I, I wish it weren't true, but it is. And so now we have this issue of this growing problem that's going to hit it's been July, August, September, and it will soon be oh, no, September, October. So we're four months in. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. So I'm, I guess I'm recording this because I'm, I'm giving you a warning, parents and others, that there's, there's trouble. It's right here in River City, and it's not pool that's the trouble. It's pot. It's going to be a problem. Edibles, high-potency THC products. It's going to be a problem. I know it is a problem in the states where it's been legal for a long time. I asked uh, somebody one time in California, hey, how many... This is before it was legal for recreational use. I said, how many people in your practice, doctor, who are uh, coming to you for... Uh, addiction issues, how many of them have been issued a medical marijuana card? And at the time, medical marijuana was the the thing in California. It wasn't for recreational use. And he said 100%. <laughs> I was like, really? 100%? How many of those 100% of those patients actually have a medical condition that warrants the use of a THC product in its treatment? And would you have issued a medical marijuana card for that patient for that condition 
And he said, uh, virtually none of them. Uh, and none of them had cancer. None of them had glaucoma. None of them had what we would typically issue a medical marijuana card for. That's astounding. And it's true. And I don't know how I'm going to get that message across to the clients that come walking in who are 15, 16, 17, 18 years old and in high school. I really don't. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do with them. But they're going to be coming. And they're going to have paid their $25 fine. And they're going to be calling me because they need substance use disorder treatment. <sighs> like I said, I, I, the circus is in town, man. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a crazy circus. And on that happy note, this has been another episode of Doc Shock, Your Addiction Lifeguard. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know I certainly have, and I hope you listen to future podcasts or go through the library of the older podcasts that I have and help you get sane, stable, and sober. So please join me again for another podcast. I will be posting one up very soon, within the next uh, week. And maybe if you have a suggestion for me on a topic, please send me a message and let me know. You can reach me through my website, wellspringmindbody.com. Send me a message and let me know if you have something you want to talk about. Or if you'd like to be on the podcast, let me know. Remember, God loves you and he is not ignoring you and your pain. He's just waiting for you to turn yourself over to him. And I hope that message sinks in. But do thanks for listening and join me next time here on Doc Shock, your addiction lifeguard. Thanks for listening.